Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the late 90s and 2000s. I am one of your hosts, Margot Poupard. And I am your other host, Emily Beijing. And not to sound like a beauty influencer, but we have received at least dozens of texts between the two of us. Yes. Asking for us to do a mini episode about Britney Spears's conservatorship nightmare, really. And I know that's the title of the New Yorker piece that Ronan Farrow and Gia Tolentini just released. But it is true because I feel like the more we learn about it, the more of a hellscape come to life, a dystopian Handmaid's Tale. Well, Handmaid's Tale is a dystopia, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know where we should necessarily start because as we texted each other earlier this week, um, since Britney Spears gave her, I hate to overuse this word, but explosive testimony. Yes. It finally in an open court hearing about our conservatorship on June 23rd, right as we were all getting ready to strap into a Fiero and take off to space with our Fast 9 family, Britney Spears came and gave us a dose of some real fucking sad ass shit, as they say in the and South. it was... I mean, it was just uh, the the testimony heard around the world, like uh, yeah. the texts, not just for to have this episode, but the did you hear this mm -hmm. um, came through all throughout the day. I mean, it was just one of those moments where you thought, you know, the New York Times doc, which we watched and talked about on a previous mini, we all hoped, you know, it seems bad. There's there's obviously bad stuff going on. I don't think anyone was prepared to know just or to to hear just how bad it was the controlling of her body the IUD situation I think the I mean, IUD just, situation like I texted you a couple days after and I was like I am still haunted by this yes, because it, yes it's one thing you want to fucking control her finances like fine fucking yeah. whatever her but the body. simple yes her entire body getting into a car with her boyfriend like just the idea of somebody forcefully putting an IUD in you and telling you when just, and how you can have like kids and when a, you can get married. modern form of sterilization. Like she she can reverse that and potentially have children. Of course. But they won't, but yeah. they won't yeah. let her go to the doctor. And before yeah. we keep going, I just want to say I misspoke earlier when I said the testimony that Britney Spears gave was on June 23rd. It was actually the 22nd. And I want to be accurate because there's a lot of legal business yes. happening and as much as we love to moonlight as lawyers unfortunately the california bar is extremely difficult just ask Incredibly kim kardashian difficult. and uh, <laughs> and our moms who are lawyers <laughs> or were once lawyers we're so, once lawyers so yeah so every day this week we have gotten a new headline we threw together um a short list of, you know, required reading before we set up this mini episode. And I'm just going to go through them really quick. The first one is Christina giving her support, which I kind of felt it was a little unfair of everyone being like, I can't believe Christina Aguilar hasn't said anything publicly. And they only were saying that because fucking Justin Timberlake, no, Mr. Trying to still fix his shitty image, like 
Go back to the woods, JT. Nobody no wants one, to hear about it. No one cares. Set. No one wants to hear about it. And quite frankly, it amazes me that Christine Aguilar, one, didn't have to say anything, but did. And did so in such an eloquent way mm-hmm. that just put everyone in the fucking Spears family to shame, put all those people who have enabled this conservatorship to shame, Justin Timberlake to shame, et cetera, et cetera. I just was floored and, and just like amazed at how poignant her response was and what she said. Just like, well done, Christina. You didn't have to, but you did. And I appreciate it. All right. The other link we have is the New York Times piece about the conservatorship, not the most recent one that came out today, which is the third. Um, we have the full court hearing transcript and also would encourage you to listen to it if you can, because I think that even because Brittany was speaking so quickly, which, you know, who among us hasn't spoken extremely fast when they were scared to yes. read some prepared statement after holding this all it, in for 13 fucking years. There was a moment for me where it was like it was both her holding it in for 13 years, but almost like this fear that she could be taken away from that position where she is having public form at that very moment like just trying to get through it oh yeah or even just someone mysteriously cuts out her zoom mic you know what I mean like there are some things that we've read in the last week that really it's sort of crazy how movie villain-esque Jamie Mm -hmm. is like more than we could have ever imagined and to borrow from Miss Wendy Williams as I tend to do though Jamie Spears can go fuck himself and die like for real some of the things that we have read have been not only disturbing like you know who needs to be put in a conservatorship Jamie not the other way around because a man is man's is not well at all in any sense of the word and is not doing better with more power okay the third link was Jamie Lynn quote-unquote speaks out which we both had a huge problem with you were the one who alerted me to it. I couldn't make it through her sad ass Instagram stories because I just don't fucking I mean, believe it. Like all of uh, these fucking people are on the payroll. The only person the that has any like to stand on is Christina. So yes, thankfully we got, and it's not even her job to speak no. on this as they no. are not friends. I mean, they're coworkers at best anyway, but Christina is the only person that you can listen to because she is a unbiased third party. I'm not listening to fucking Jamie Spears who, by the way, she ran over multiple cats and then tried to blame Tesla for her fucking problems. So I, that bitch. Yeah. I feel like Jamie Lynn basically only put this out so that her Netflix show, sweet Magnolias would stay safe and that she would still be on the show playing oh. Chris, Chris Klein's wife. One thousand percent. And I'm sure someone from Netflix was like, ring, ring, Jamie Lynn, say something, please. Like, <laughs> I just felt a little bit forced. I mean, nothing about it felt genuine, which is why I was mm-hmm. like, I can't watch this shit anymore. After that, we have a lawyer who tells Variety what's next. Then we have a link simply titled Fuck JT. Britney Spears' lawyers finally filed to end her conservatorship, but then... Uh, I believe it was Friday. Was it yesterday or the day before that they ruled they they ruled against that happening? But it was an old motion filed before yes. her new before testimony, testimony came out. Exactly. Right. So the next one would be in November, if I recall correctly, where this testimony would be taken into consideration. Would it really be November? Because I thought that there was another. I thought in the New Yorker piece they had talked about how. I think in September of this year. Oh, it's yes. Like up yes, for yes, a reevaluation, yes, essentially. Yes. So they'll have to take it into account there. Yes. Um, apparently, KFED has an opinion on this. I didn't really read that because I'm really tired of men who make money off of her stating their fucking opinion about it. Like, go help her. Shut yeah. the fuck up and go help her. Yeah. It was a whole I'm, lot of, I support her, but if this is like, if she's not stable, she's going to have our kids and like, fuck him. I, I mean, especially when you're reading this piece. That is extremely thorough and, again, heartbreaking. So I do suggest you take breaks reading it. Mm-hmm. But um, they use her kids as a bargaining chip all the time. All and the time. And it's disgusting. It's like you can kind of – I wouldn't say uh, allow it, but, like, you understand – not underst- understand seems terrible, but you – 
in a custody case, it is more common for children to be used as leverage. Always. Very rarely Always. do kids get used as leverage in your job. Like, no. people are not like, hey, Linda, if you don't fucking finish filling out that goddamn spreadsheet, you won't see Timmy tonight. Like, that's so, fucked up. That is inhumane and cruel. Incredibly fucked up. And the other thing to point out about this is like, this is so common also in, you know, divorces where uh, custody things come up. And depending on what state you get divorced in as a woman, you don't get any sort of rights and that kind of thing. And children will sometimes be used in such a way to be threatened. And you will agree to just about anything in order to hold on to some level of custody with your kids. Like, I get it. You know, if, if you're throwing, if you're putting my kids, hypothetical children as a potential, like not just a bargaining chip or leverage, but yeah, just like, I mean, ultimately like blackmailing them with the, with their children. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do as a human who loves their kids? Like a good parent, you will agree to just about anything to hold on to any sort of custody of your children. Completely. I, I I don't understand I mean, I do understand how all of this has now escalated to the point that it's at now. What I think is the worst part of it all is that she is completely defined by one moment in 2008. And I understand that it was a series of moments, right? Like she shaved her head, then she attacked a paparazzi. But now that it's been recontextualized, thank God, by the documentary Framing Britney Spears, you understand like if paparazzi were hounding you day in and day out who wouldn't take an umbrella to their car the other thing that's huge here is that we have come to really recognize postpartum depression britney spears had two children in under two years that is insane for anybody so to have to do that under the limelight and then after that you know be in a world where she probably was not able to get the psychiatric care she probably needed at that point support like actual good solid therapy well i would also say that like postpartum depression was not as as commonly discussed no. as it is now. Yeah. And being from a very Christian family, yes. they prob- they knew something was wrong, but they couldn't name it, right? They don't understand what, po- not don't understand, but they don't have the language around the way that they've been raised or how they live their lives to name it what it really is. And she was struggling and all they see is somebody spiraling and letting the wrong influences in. And I do despite myself, do believe at first that it was out of genuine concern. But when it started to become more and more about the money that she's not able to handle the money, why wasn't a fiduciary conservatorship brought up? Then you just have business managers that handle her shit, but she's in charge of her own life. What is she? She's advocating for more access to her money. I mean, her father makes the most money he's ever made in his life because up until this point, he has been you know, filed for bankruptcy. Not like there's anything wrong with that. Like my no. parents filed for bankruptcy. That's not, I'm not, that's not an indictment, but it's like his alcoholism drove his businesses into the ground. So he had to file for bankruptcy. I mean, he, at best, he was a, a, uh, basketball and football star in high school. But then after yeah. that, it's sort of, it's hard to live up to your glory days. I, if you've watched mayor of East town, staying in the same small town that you've always lived in. And yes. he struggled for most of her life. And now he's on motherfucking easy street. I think the biggest thing that came out of that whole period around like 2008 when the conservatorship comes into play was the influence that this woman, Lou Taylor, had, um, that she's really oh, yeah. at the center of all this, that she also potentially was a part of the the attempts to get Lindsay Lohan and Courtney Love in conservatorships. And um, all that she- and with Lindsay Lohan and Courtney Love, Sam Lefty is involved, which yes. is yes. A, another strange twist. Like he and Lou don't work I mean, at least from what I can tell, they don't work like in concert together, but they always kind of happen to be at the right place at the wrong time, the wrong time for that person who they're trying to conserve. And the other thing to note here is that one, there's a lot of trust that's put into Lou Taylor because she's a good Christian woman. So, you know, fuck that. But the other thing is that because, and and for lack of, I don't want to, you know, put down anyone who doesn't have the education, but in the case of those around Britney Spears, because they had a lot of not just family, but friends who were basically like family, such as Jacqueline Butcher, who they taught, who mm-hmm. was a New Yorker was heavily interviewed. She, they, no one knew what this process really entailed because it was kept super secret. And really the only two people, it seems like, who knew were Lou Taylor and uh, Jamie Spears, that Jacqueline and Lynn Spears, to an extent, really thought this would be very short. 
But when the actual hearings happened, you know, Jacqueline in this article talks about how the judge basically made a decision, uh, Reva Gates made a decision within like 10 minutes. There were zero testimonies and Gates, Judge Gates, who's since retired, like claims that, you know, people, uh, there were testimonies that were happening behind the scenes and all that. But ultimately, Britney Spears was not consulted in any of this initial process, which is she wasn't very even given right. the courtesy five day notice that no. everybody yes. else gets. That was which is wild. how does it happen? I how don't is know. Illegal? I don't does know. Invalidate everything. Like if Jen Shaw can say that she her contacts were too dry and so she couldn't correctly identify her Miranda rights. So they should throw out her arrest. Why can't we throw out her fucking conservatorship and start all over again seeing whereas she wasn't even given five days to like i don't know get her affairs in order they blocked her from getting her own legal counsel how is any of that how can you do any of that how how is that legal I don't know. And it's, I think that's what's wild to me. That is one, that this was legal and two, that it happened in the state of California and not in another state, which, you know, would oftentimes be worse when it comes to mental health, conservatorships, women's rights, and that kind of thing. This all happened in California. A lot of this for me, and I've talked to you about this um, in our, some of our text messages echoes a lot of what happened to Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys in the seventies and eighties when he was under a conservatorship with a psychiatrist who insisted on having him under 24-hour surveillance and kept him pretty doped up, much like Britney has been over the last decade or so. And it's interesting, the parallels between the two of them, because Brian Wilson also had an abusive father, manager type. Britney Spears, very similarly so, although her father gets plays more into her career later on. Um, both are pop icons for their generation, like the Beach Boys are such a part of American culture, as is Britney Spears. And just like, it's very interesting to me seeing these parallels and seeing that in both cases in the state of California, these two people were given, were put under such crazy uh, conservatorships that allowed them to be prisoners, um, both, you know, because they're mentally in such a state where they can't recognize what is and what isn't in their capacity and within their rights. And they're kept pretty doped up to add on to all of that. Well, there was a great... Again, a a strange adjective, but there was a really good quote from the ACLU lawyer that they spoke to, and she said that Spears' case is a classic isolate, medicate, liquidate, which is isolate her from anybody that she used to know who used to know her that could – I mean, I think another disturbing quote to just sort of back up this isolate thing was in 2008, in that kind of transitionary time when the conservatorship was kind of taking over, when Brittany reached out to her content manager, who was a photographer at the time, and asked him to take this letter and read it on TV. And he knew as soon as that he as soon as he did that he would be completely yep cut out from the whole Spears clan. So after he takes the letter, he is promptly fired. You know, they take back the letter, all of this stuff. And this is the TikTok that kind of circulated last year of, I believe this man read the letter, like a copy of the letter. They wouldn't even allow him to contact Brittany for a recommendation. Exactly. That's what I want to talk about is that he said that it would, he, I think it was Larry Rudolph told him that it would establish that she's too competent if they allowed her to write him a letter of recommendation for grad school. I mean, that's how devious and I mean, in for a lack of a better term, kind of like incestuous because everybody is making money. So we're all yeah. going to cover each other and we're all going to vouch for each other's stuff in the process if it means that we're all going to make money. I mean, her housekeeper that she had had for eight years, that she immediately gets fired and Brittany yes. is like distraught over it. And so I mean, then we have like the Medicaid stuff where like she's forced into rehab. She's forced into mental health facilities. She gets put on fucking lithium, lithium. Against, against her will. Who like what? You don't need a, a whole lot of knowledge in psychiatry to know lithium is serious shit. You don't just right. like put someone on it casually. Like this is in any other circumstance. There are, and that's the other thing in her testimony that she brought up is just like she had so little consulting, any sort of consultation with a psychologist or psychiatrist being be- before being put on many of these things or before any of these decisions were made without her, uh, her will. Right. Whatever doctor is prescribing all of this stuff should immediately be stripped of any doctoring rights that you are not a doctor because you are not a doctor is so I I really I I, there are no words. There are no words. And, And speaking of that, like 
just how sad everything is about this. Like the other thing that came out in that New Yorker article was they talk a lot about Robin Johnson, who is the court appointed monitor. Oh my God. That just like broke my heart. I started tearing up and I actually even copied just the short quote. It was like, there were so many people involved in her life that caused all of this craziness with her. I don't have anything derogatory to say about her. It was probably one of the saddest cases I've ever done in my entire life. This is a woman who works for the state of California, who I'm sure has seen her share of just Uh, abuse, neglect cases, incest, what have you. Family law is not fun. It is, it is a lot of heartbreak for the, for every good story that can happen. There are a lot of sad stories. And for this woman to say that is saying a lot. It's significant of a statement. And to to go back to the Medicaid stuff, the fact that they are trying to say that she is being uncooperative and that she isn't abiding by or taking her medication is just so – I just feel so ter- – like the fact that she has to defend herself and feels that nobody will believe her is a part of the isolation that is happening. And the liquidate I think is kind of clear as day at this point. Like, yeah. People like Andrew Wallet, which, by the way, is like such an on the nose villain name. Like I would tell anybody to go back to the drawing board here. He gets paid 100 grand to walk away from the conservatorship. Everybody is making money. I mean, the, the amount of money they she paid nine hundred thousand dollars alone between I think it was October of 2020 and February of 2021 for her father's crisis PR. Like what? How is that even possible? I don't, I don't know where we go from here, right? Like, because it's going to, I completely agree that it is lose-lose, right? And she's going to be under a fucking microscope unless she does just retire like she kind of has always wanted to. Which she more than deserves. Um, But I think one of the interesting updates that's come up just two days ago is that the Bessemer Trust, the wealth management firm that had been appointed in November of 2020 by Judge Brenda Penny to be the firm behind her co-conservatorship, stepped down on Thursday. And what's interesting about this is that at no point they'd only been appointed at this point. They had not been uh, acting at that point. They had not. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was very uh, surprised too. In the article that I was reading that I think was a BuzzFeed article, they were saying that They've been appointed, but not acted as part of the conservatorship yet. And the court docs basically show in their statement that Bessemer Trust was saying that they agreed to be appointed as co-conservators based on what they had heard from previous parties, which i.e. we all know means everybody in that group of abusers except for Brittany. Um, And it's interesting that they are like, we're not going to touch this with like a 10 foot pole. And I do. Well, they basically said in their statement, like we want to respect her wishes. So we're pulling out. She doesn't want a conservatorship. I think also what's really interesting. They're, they're the first people to ever have any sort of reaction to. Yes. I want to say like the free Britney movement to sort of generalize, although I kind of mean it more in like a, a broad scope, but one thing that the New Yorker thing points out that I also find very interesting is that there's never been a change or like an attempt to see how things would work um, if Brittany had less conservatorship regulation around her life as a way to like sort of start to dissolve the conservatorship. Obviously it would not behoove the people who make money, but you would think that like, you know, if they keep having these reviews, they would need some sort of benchmark, right. Of like, she's doing this, that, and the other, and this is working and this isn't working, but instead they're just like, I don't know, this is what it is. I, I, I don't, I don't understand why there haven't been any checks and balances for the people in the conservatorship who just make profit hand over fist. I, yeah, I, it's, it is very interesting. And then what's the other thing is, I mean, what scares me is just like how long this process would take. And one of the pieces- To end, that, to end well, the conservatorship? To, yeah, to end the conservatorship, to have to go with like a full trial and all that, like if they mm-hmm. have to go down that road. Um, ultimately, one a lawyer that they talked to in one of the pieces in Variety, it was a lawyer who specializes in conservatorships. She said that she, if she were Britney's lawyer- she would probably ask the judge for a temporary deviation from the conservatorship. And she says something that gives her more rights in the interim. 
And the reason she points this out is that Britney Spears is 39 years old. She is turning 40 next year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what her family history looks like in terms of when women have menopause. No, she's turning 40 this year this at the year, end of yeah, the year. You're right. In, in December, she's a Sag like you. Um, yes. But one- There were some quotes where she's like, I just need to be free. I was like, that's the most Sagittarius thing yeah. she has ever said. Well, and Christina is a Sag too. And that's yes. where I'm like, Sag supporting Sag. I love it. But I, what's interesting is she point, you know, this lawyer pointed out that because Brittany is turning 40, like her biological clock, you know, she said, sadly, all of us women are on this like biological clock. But if she really wants more children, as she has expressed multiple times in her testimony, Mm -hmm. um, that this might be a way to allow her to, you know, have some freedoms in the interim, because if they do go to a full trial, it might take some time, which means- How many, did did they give like a number of like how many years it might take? She said, um- you don't want to end up, she didn't say exactly, but she said, you don't want to end up in a three-year trial and then she can't have a baby anymore. Um, So it's not that it would be three years, but as we've all seen in the past, trials of this nature can take so long to take place that it's for the sake of her that this woman has recommended, like if she were her lawyer, she's obviously not, that she would maybe look to seek a temporary deviation. That kind of makes the most sense, all things considered. And, you know, if... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Divorces with rich people take, you know, years and years. I guarantee you a woman who is worth $60 million plus would fully take, you know, definitely at least more than two years, right? Like we have to be thinking, yeah, three, four years who knows? And the whole time, would she still be controlled by the conservatorship unless they file this deviation? Who knows? But I think that one interesting piece of information that came to light that another new piece of information in a sea of tons of new information is that the night before she testified, she called 911 in Ventura County and reported herself as a victim of conservatorship abuse. And what I also thought was interesting was that typically... 911 calls are public record. You can usually, I mean, TMZ, if they could have found it, they would have found it, you know? And so it was sealed because of an ongoing investigation. I don't know. There are so many weird little things like that that come up throughout everything that we've read in the last week. And especially through this New Yorker piece where you're like, I I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but like someone else is getting paid too, right? To seal these things, to do these shifty little maneuvers. There has to be. Everybody is getting greased, right? And she, I mean, I think one of the most powerful things Brittany says in her testimony is they all need to be reminded that they work for me. And I was like standing up applauding because that's fucking right. All of you have a fucking job because of her. And it's about fucking time you all realize that. And she's getting wiser to all of your shit. And it's not working anymore, which is why they're scrambling so much. I think the most interesting thing was that lawyer who used to represent Jamie Spears that was in the Framing Britney doc. But then at the end of the Framing Britney doc, we find out that she's once again representing Jamie Spears. And she's out here. I don't know if she's the lawyer that... Ronan Farrow refers to as the lawyer that keeps calling Jamie Spears daddy in interviews, which I'm like, that is so fucking creepy and gross. creepy. And it's like, what what are you trying to do? Are you trying to establish that, like, yes, at the end of the day, he's just a loving daddy? No, it just seems even creepier and abusive when you use that term. Yes. And some of the things that she said in court about how much her father loves to control her and put her down – Some of the claims made by Butcher in the New Yorker piece saying that he calls her fat and a bad mom and uh, she'll never perform again and all just like all of the worst, most abusive things 
that you could kind of maybe assume that perhaps he'd said once or twice, but actually was just sort of like part of, they broke her. That yeah. was my takeaway from the New Yorker piece is like they fucking broke her. And you they, could kind of see it if you watched X Factor, like there wasn't a spark there. And then hearing no. producers talk about how they used to like love being in the studio with her and she was always so fun and she'd make jokes. Yes. She would be led in and out, out and not speak to a single person. I mean, the stories one after the other of her getting burner phones through like Sam Lutby's sister, going to a gym from a Ralph's using some some person a doctor a, a doctor's a phone at ralph's like i am look i'd be on myself i'd be on if britney spears wants to steal my iphone so she can make a clandestine I, call like please you can have it girl i would get her six burner phones in a heartbeat she can have my phone mm-hmm. if she wants just anything really i she like, can have my phone she can have your phone she can have sean's phone anybody we'll buy her a bunch of phones like yes. we're ready to be the wire for you absolutely Absolutely. But I think for me, that was just like, I could not believe what was, I mean, this is like some prisoner of war shit. Like there are people in prisons who, not to say like, fuck the prison system and all that. There is much to be done there, obviously, but there are people in jails that have more rights in her when you especially like right. white collar criminals like, say, you know. like, <laughs> compared to like Teresa Giudice's stay in prison exactly. to Britney Spears's conservatorship I'd say Teresa had a better time you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> exactly I mean that that for me has been the biggest takeaway and the fact that she has been so broken time and time again by this team um that the point where she there are times where she talked about just not knowing she had the capability to do things. Exactly. You don't know what you don't know. And if Paris Hilton had to teach her how to use Google because she'd been so sheltered her whole life. Oh my God. I mean, of course she doesn't know. And, and honestly, when you're in the middle of a, mental episode no matter what your diagnosis is and people are ushering you you're a zombie you can't you're trying to process so much at the same time by the time and the three lawyers that she went through who were denied by the court because she wasn't sound of mind to retain her own legal counsel and then one guy just got like scared away which was honestly the most disturbing claim of all of the lawyers like lawyers dropping out whatever because the court it says that she can't make a decision on her own i mean fucking I mean, fine, that's whatever. Some mob level but, shit there though but yeah like, exactly like well how much did they give you what did they say to you i mean they intimidated the dude who runs breathe heavy like oh it's my god website only britney fans know about it who gives a shit like it's bananas but I think that it's interesting, like, they're either going in with, like, heavy muscle or money or what have you for those or who... Both. Like, or both. Like, I mean, they're lawyered up to the yeah. fucking teeth. But, and they're doing that, especially with the people who know what their rights are, The but then they'll, they'll bring in threats. Like, the guy who runs that website, I remember what he said, it was like... They were threatening him and all these absurd claims, which is like, I'm not a legal scholar. We're, neither of us are legal scholars. But, but we um, like to pretend that we are. We like to pretend that we are. But I know enough common sense law to know that they have no right in in being able to uh, threaten him with any sort of like cease and desist or what have you because it's free speech. He's not doing anything wrong. Um, but that's the level, I mean, the way they go into things, they're convincing Brittany that she doesn't have rights to do X, Y, Z. They're convincing other people out there who, whenever they lend some sort of a, a hand to help, that they aren't legally allowed to do so. I mean, it's just the level of control in all of this. And and the fact that, you know, I think for years, especially at the New York Times documentary, I we knew that it was bad, but it seemed like very, like it was all kind of legal mumbo jumbo, like details here and there. When this New York, New Yorker piece comes out and all the other, and Britney's testimony, we find out just how like starkly, like there, there's no like in between legal, like gray areas here. This is like straight up bad stuff. Like that should never have happened. And yet somehow seemingly happened with no sort of problem in our judicial system. Well, I think in some ways, at least, you know, Britney fans like you and I, not necessarily like people who started or jumped on the free Britney bandwagon early on saw things that like maybe more casual fans like you and I 
did not see in the sense that like Yes, she had, she was very clearly going through some shit in 2000, very understandable shit in 2008, 2009. And I think there was like an overcorrection and everyone kind of got, or at least if you were a casual fan, you got on Chris Cocker's level and you were trying to leave Britney alone and you were trying to like give her space to like work things out and stop being down her throat. And then when she had this comeback and this conservatorship and she was sort of, we were led to believe that she was turning things around you know, what else are you supposed to do but believe what you are shown? Because it's not like we're good friends with Britney. We don't really know. And there were like signs that maybe she looked a little detached or she seemed like a little scared of people. Like I always think about that mystery show episode where Starly Klein went to go meet her. I think it was on the circus tour and, you know, the whole hands and pockets thing, like, you know, stuff like that. But it's also things that you could chalk up to being a performer since you were a fucking child, since you've been supporting your entire family, your whole life. Like, yeah, you're, you know, exhausted or weary of strangers. And after everything you've seen, wouldn't you also be weary? But then I think, especially in the last five years or so the cracks have become have started to show a little bit more easily and the more you pick at it the darker and sadder and shittier it gets into and now i don't even we're finally through i think the surface of how bad it is and we are now pluming the depths of this darkness and she said in her testimony like she wants to fucking sue her whole family and the state of california and i would like nothing more for her to sue the shit out of her whole fucking family who stood by and watched this happen and i know we all want to believe that like someone in britney's family was going to be there for her like maybe it'd be lid maybe she'd step up and she never did and I was reminded through Chelsea Devantes, who's a TV writer, but she also hosts the podcast Celebrity Book Club. She's very funny. She does also these excellent Instagram stories of all the books that she covers on her show. And she had pointed out that she did a whole, she has a whole highlight on her page about Lynn Spears's memoir that has extremely shady fucking timing that seemed to kind of all be in concert with Jamie's whole thing of like in eight weeks, baby, they're going to say she's back. And like, I mean, Lynn Spears's book was like released, you know, a year into this conservatorship, you know, praising praising the efforts of her and her husband and everybody else to like help Britney out of this mess. And she threw up the whole thing. I know you think she's doing this good cop thing, but I just think that she tells on herself by saying like, gee, golly, bah, whiz, like then the stuff just happened. Can you believe? And can you believe like, she just is so like stunned, like fucking Bambi eyed bitch about fucking every single thing. And you'd think that somebody who has not one, but two fucking kids in the entertainment industry would stop being surprised at, at some point, but she's not. And the book really, really goes out of its way. And I'm not saying Sam Lefty is a fucking angel. That dude is a shithead at the, at best, at worst, he's like a terrible con man, but she paints him out to be like the whole reason why she's even in this conservatorship to constantly deflect blame, deflect blame. And then in this New Yorker piece, she literally tells Ronan Farrow, like, I'm very good at deflecting. It's like, okay. Okay. Yes. Let's get into that because what interested me so much about her, the interviews with Lynn Spears was one, that she admitted that she's great at deflecting, but two, the like whispering and like basically saying that she'll have to like get off the phone. If anyone finds her, like there's like little breaks in the ranks that are happening right now. And I just can't wait for someone else on that team to just spill everything because I just like, what, what are people so afraid of with Jamie Spears? Like that's, I think that's what's so crazy for me. It's just like, he has all this control and all this power, but ultimately like, I just don't. I think I think he recruited people with the promise of a lot of fucking money. That's enough to keep most people in line. And then beyond that, it's like, look at the people that are scared to speak up against him, like his ex-wife, I suppose. Um, she's absolutely fucking terrified of him after, you know, 40 plus years of constant psychological abuse he i mean he has control over lynn he's been trying to break his daughter britney for years now he has this conservatorship in which he can or at least he he exerts a huge amount of power over her and making himself feel like the big man and like she can't provide i have to step in i mean i'm fully disturbed by him screaming i am britney spears in some fucking meeting like you're a psycho you have never fucking set foot or done one day's hard work the way that your fucking daughter has do you understand how fucking hard it is to 
record seven days a week, dance seven days a week, work out seven days a week, and then also be this like happy bubbly person that has nobody else around all by your fucking self. Like, are you insane, sir? You are not anything. You are nothing without your fucking daughter. And that's what he needs to come to terms with. But I think the money for her shithead brother, money for her shithead sister, like they'll shut the fuck up because they live a cushy ass life. Why would they ever stick their neck out for anyone? And then Lynn is just broken in half. Like she's broken. She's already was raised to be like a nice Christian woman from the South who is going to keep her fucking mouth shut. And then after, you know, 40 years of being abused by the same man, best believe she will fucking do that. And she doesn't want to break ranks and like have her. She doesn't like confrontation. You can just tell from her whispering. That's why she's doing all this backhand shit. So it's like she was never going to, unfortunately, turn into, you know, J-Lo in enough or whatever and fight back and regain her freedom and then help her daughter. There's no way she doesn't have the stomach for it. And Brittany is a gajillion times stronger than anyone else in that fucking family, especially for doing what she is doing now. And I mean, I'm sure you saw that share tweet about how like people have been knowing. So now we all need you guys to like step up and like help fix it. Cause there's nothing that you and I can do. We're not lawyers, unfortunately, although Many times in the pandemic, I was like, maybe I should just be a lawyer. Yeah, go to law school. (laughs) Fuck it. Who cares? I'll just spend all that money on law school, probably to fail the bar. But we cannot do anything. The only people that can do things are other celebrities who can throw their celeb weight around and step up for her. And she just, she's worked her whole fucking life. Whatever she wants to do, she should be able to fucking do. And I don't, I'm not scared of her making a bad choice. Making wrong choices is what makes you a whole person. And the fact that they've taken that option away from her because she seriously made a mistake. And I wouldn't even say a mistake because she had the audacity to actually be a person and be depressed and have anxiety because she's defined by this one mental episode. She can't have any control over the rest of her fucking life. That is not fair. And I don't like to feel bad for rich people, but I, it's awful what they are doing to her. It's awful. And I think it's just so indicative of just what, um, one, the kind of control that people can have over people, which just makes me sick. But two, just how was she not going to end up in such a dark place after everything, everything that people Mm -hmm. put her through over the years? She was under so much scrutiny. And I think one of the other things that really stuck, stuck out of me in that New Yorker piece was when they're talking about her being put into the stretcher for a fifth when she's being, you know, they've called the the ambulance on her to be in a 5150 holding because she was she had locked herself in the bathroom with her her son. And there is she's being escorted out in a stretcher or and then some dumbass paparazzi posts on MySpace page Ugh. cha-ching. I mean, she has been someone's meal ticket for so long, even before this conservatorship. And that's been the biggest thing. Uh, one of the biggest things I realized out of all of this, she has been people's meal ticket for so, so long. My God, I can't believe, I, I cannot imagine how she is still alive today. And that I think for me is probably the biggest thing is one, I, I, I wish nothing but the best for her and and for people to honor her wishes and for her, if she wants to just walk away from it all, she gets to walk away from it with her kids. But I also just hope for everyone out there who is put in that position at such a young age, who's in the limelight like that, that no one will ever have to go through what she went through. I also wish everybody involved with keeping this conservatorship all over her, all of the paparazzi, every doctor, her family, all of them. Yeah. I hope they all end up broke as shit and have terrible diarrhea for the rest of their fucking life because it's what they deserve. And that's honestly too kind. I really hope Jamie Spears gets hit by a fucking car and puts like lets everyone out of this miserable prison that he's put them in. What a fucking sick piece of shit. And it's just awful. What abusive narcissistic people will do to their own fucking children it is insane and all we want is to free britney and let her have whatever life she wants for fuck's sake she's given us so much over the years more than we all even deserve especially after the way that we treated her and whatever she wants to do who like they're like oh we're so concerned that like sam's gonna like take all our money so what that's her fucking problem that is her problem and if you're so worried there's such a thing as a fiduciary conservatorship or you could put things in a trust there's so many other things that you can do stop hand-wringing over every decision that she ever makes and let her make any decision by herself she is almost fucking 40 years old i can't imagine having 
something held over me for 13 years. You're different people 13 years later. If we were all held to the same standard that, of who we were 13 years ago, I don't know if a lot of us would be successful in life. <laughs> like, that'd be fucked no. up. No, none of us. Probably none of us. And I think the other thing is just like with all of this, my my heart breaks for the fact that she has never had the ability to just be a mom. Like yep. she might get full custody of her kids one day and she might have great, you know, I'm, I'm sure she has great relationships with her boys, but ultimately she was, she was deprived the, the right one right that she wanted was, was to just be a mother, to just be a mom to these kids. And ultimately with everything, she has never been able to live a single day where she just got to be their mom and not have some sort of a custody arrangement or, um, or a a, court appointed monitor monitor. like that, that is, and she is a good mom. That's the other thing that came out time and time again in that piece, the, her former housekeepers, her, I mean, Robin Johnson, like everyone who talked about her said, there may be many things that weren't going great with her at certain points in her life, but she was never not a good mom. I mean, I think custody agreements or custody battles, you know, hurt everyone, I think in the long run, but especially Brittany, not only was she robbed of being a mom, they were robbed of having a mom. Yeah. I feel so bad for those boys who never got to spend a full – they probably don't remember spending a full day with their mom and spend it without it being some whole fucking thing. And, of course, she wants to have more kids. She missed out on a significant amount of their lives yeah. as much as she would want to be a part of it because of – dumbass custody stuff because her dad wants to have control over her. He wants to sign another $35 million contract with uh, whatever Vegas residency she's going to be a part of. I mean, he's more concerned about the money. She flew back and forth from Vegas and LA just so that her kids' lives wouldn't be interrupted. Like, she's a good mom and she deserves to do, to be a mom, to do whatever she wants and to have her own fucking money. The fact that she makes $2,000 a week on allowance like she's a goddamn baby is insanity while her father makes god even like an ungodly amount of money to do jack shit i i could not believe that a woman who two thousand dollars millions of albums has had her tours have grossed mil- hundreds of millions of dollars her fragrance empire couldn't pay for a thirteen hundred dollar restaurant bill when she was out with like her makeup artist or it was her high, the person who did her hair or whatever. But it was, I remember this person in this article talking about how she couldn't even pay for half of that bill. That to me, I I was floored. I could not imagine. I mean, we like someone of that nature to have that kind of money to not even be able to pay not even those 1300, like just the $750 or bad Emily math, $650, (laughs) $650. Like, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, just like when those examples come up in the article, I think it just reiterates and just really puts it into um, plain view, just how extreme this conservatorship is. And I'm sorry, I'm getting like teary talking about it. It just like makes me so angry and sad that as a society, we failed her so much and that the legal system and the people who she should have been able to trust the most, because that's the thing is like, people are dealt cards where they have not great families. And I get that. But for everyone around her to have treated her so poorly, and that anytime someone, any sort of person that could have been chosen family to her uh, was ruled, was ruled out of her life. And that, that to me is ultimately just the most heartbreaking part of all of this. I would say that and the fact that everybody has profited off of her and she doesn't get to touch any of her money except her little weekly allowance. And that is so unfair. Why would you work so hard to not be able to enjoy yourself, enjoy your money, spend time with your family and not have any cares in the world? She deserves that much. Other than... Free Britney, do we have any other parting thoughts? This is is obviously ongoing, and we will update. I mean, we can only update so much because, I mean, all of those links that I read off at the beginning of the episode were all just from the past week. So we can only update so, so much, but we will do our best to stay on top of it and be little intrepid reporters. But do you have any parting thoughts? 
just that I, I, I want this woman to just be able to enjoy her life. If she never, if she gets her rights back and she doesn't want to say a goddamn thing ever again, she just wants to live her life with her boyfriend, her kids, have all the babies that she can have and just dance her days away in her home gym. I will be very happy for her. I think everybody just wants her to be happy by making her own choices. Okay, well, before we get too emotional, we just want to say thank you for listening to our very special investigative mini episode report of just us talking about this explosive New Yorker piece, which I really think does a good job of highlighting why, other than the Britney aspect, this conservatorship battle is very not polarizing but is it's very interesting just in terms of like disability rights women's rights and we urge you to do any extra reading and if we missed anything make sure you follow us on instagram and facebook at the old millennials pod and share your opinion we you know we love connecting with other free britney fans and uh you know we're always down to read a long form piece. Uh, we are currently on summer break until the fall. And if you love this mini and you want to hear more from us, make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And if you are able to, where you listen to this podcast, leave us a five-star review. We would love that because it helps other people find this podcast. You can find me and Emily individually on Twitter. I am at Marge, she wrote. And I'm at Emily A. Beijing. And until next time, we want you to get in the car because we are freeing Brittany and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.